we are just going to dive straight into this one. I'm going to give you three quick steps, a three-step three approach to finding your business message. Now, I've been talking a lot about the effectiveness of a clear and compelling business message because whenever you're putting something out there online, whenever you're trying to uh, influence, whenever you're trying to um, create change in the world, it's always through communication. And if your communication is not working, if it's not landing with your audience, if it's not um, clear and compelling, that's going to not only add value, but um, make sure that you're compelling someone to move forward with your call to action, then, I mean, your efforts are going to be pretty uh, futile. But if you do have a powerful message, um, clearly everything online through your content, through your conversations, um, your networking, everything becomes more and more effective. And so some of you may be in the camp of, okay, cool, I get that, but how do I find this message? I've created this episode for you if that's what you're saying, because I get it. It can be a little bit of a sticky point for people, and it can definitely be a little bit of a um, a challenge to just say, okay, well, what is this? What is the message? I kind of understand a little bit about what the message needs to look like, but how do I actually find it? And if you want to go to the previous episode, I've, I've listed out um, seven of the uh, seven ingredients, really what I find is a clear and compelling message. Um, but really, how do you find those answers? I want to go through some uh, quick steps here for you. And what you're going to learn is uh, how to practically take some action steps to finding this. Now, you may be in the camp of kind of figuring out what your uh, message is. You may have a good understanding. Um, you may you know, have a good idea of who you want to help, how you want to help them, but you don't necessarily have all of the answers when it comes to uh, crafting a real clear and compelling message. So what I've done here is gone through three steps of just how to make that a little bit more effective or if you want to tweak it a little bit, how to find those answers. So number one, the number one first step is effective market research. Now I know if you're in business, if you've been doing it for a while, you know that all the business coaches say, hey, do your market research. I get that. I get it can be pretty repetitive. It can be pretty, uh, it can be seen as pretty dry. Um, but I want to explain why this is so powerful. Um, the reason being is because the answers you seek are already online. The answers you seek have already been done. The research has already been done, um, really, in, in some ways. But you can go deeper. Um, but even just 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes, every single week or every single month can really be a healthy habit with just consistently fine-tuning how you're coming across, what you can explain, and get more levels of engagement, more levels of clarity, more levels, obviously more clients that are coming to you. So effective market research, what do I, what do I suggest in doing this? First place to go to is search engines. It's using YouTube, it's using Google in particular ways. Some ways, for example, is in the suggested searches. In Google, in YouTube, you can type in half a sentence and it will start filling things out for you, right? Think about what you can do for your niche. If your niche 
is uh, is mums, mums with uh, first, you know, first their first baby, they got a newborn, and they're they're struggling big time. What are they struggling with? You can go onto Google, and you can go onto YouTube, and just start uh, putting in, you know, putting in some searches, putting in some sentences of first time mum problems or whatever it may be. Um, how to stop my baby XYZ. And it'll start coming up with suggested searches. Now, the reason why they're important is because that's what people are searching. That's why these search engines are so powerful. They already tell you what your ideal client is searching for. Right? Makes sense? That's why they're the top suggested searches. Because that's what everyone's searching. That's what first-time mums are searching. So be creative with what you can put in the in the search bar and what answers it might come up with because you can use that for content. You can use it for language that they use. You can use it for explaining certain problems in their own language and, and not only that but going deeper as to what they might not uh, know or what they may be missing. So I would start with just doing a quick... Um, play around in the search bar and see what comes up as suggested searches. Uh, the next real key in using search engines is the top results, of course. You look for the main problems in your niche or you search your niche, see what videos come up on YouTube. See what the thumbnails are, see what the titles are, see what's really captivating people, right? That'll be a real good way for you to say, okay, if my ideal clients are going to this video and watching it consistently and watching it to the end, then what the hell's in that video? And how can I not only uh, apply that to my content, but how can I make mine different? What's some things that are in the top searches that may be uh, misinformation or maybe um, misguided in some way? And I have my own spin on things to uh, educate people in higher ways, right? What are these? What are the top searches on uh, Google? The reason why those top articles come up in the search is because people have gone to it, and they have placed their eyeballs on that article, and then they start reading. And the longer they stay on that article, the more Google ranks it. So really. Um, you can hypothesize that what's in that article is exactly what they were looking for. Key information for your niche. Because they were finding the answers that they were seeking and that's in the top you know, three to five of those articles. So be creative with what you can search and be creative with how you can use that information. And if you want to go a little bit more detailed, check out the comments of those videos on YouTube and those articles on Google. Check out the comments. Really start to look and see what's being said about this topic. Are there key questions? Are there certain challenges that people have with it? What's the overall theme of the conversation in those, uh, in those comments? You'll get so much information from that and you can, just, you can just pull whatever you need to create content to spice up your message and make it more relatable to those ideal clients. So effective market research, number one is search engines. Two is simply through your conversations. 
through your conversations, you can um, ask your community or online um, support groups. You can ask them questions and just get conversations going. You can set up surveys. Um, you can just organically in your business conversations start channeling the conversation towards your message and start to get data. Start to see how people react. Start to see what questions they have. Ask if they have any feedback. Ask if um, it makes sense to them. Really start to test and tweak and start to say, okay, with this conversation, what can I ask that would allow me to get some data back? What can I, what can I explain and start to see if their response, see if they understand it? Right? Whether it's through organizing surveys, you can do that pretty easily these days. You can go through um, your organic business conversations or take the time to ask your community questions. These are all conversations that you can have um, so that you can get some pretty valuable data. And the third uh, piece in terms of effective market research is communities. And when I say communities, I mean join three to five communities that are specifically built around your niche. Um, not because you want to spam and you know sell in there and all those different things, but you can get so much vital information by just observing. By just observing. By seeing what makes them tick. By observing trends. What pieces of content get huge spikes in engage, of engagement. Right? What, what really polarizes them? Like I said, what triggers them? You'll be able to notice this. So if you're... If you're um, niche is first-time mums join communities join groups on facebook or linkedin or whatever it may be of that niche and just sit and observe just watch and start to take note you'll you'll get a lot from that um this is really coming from the love of just wanting to serve and to and if you're going to serve your niche and your ideal clients in the most um creative and loving ways then you need to understand them better than they understand themselves and this is a this is a great way to, of doing so and i love this bit because um they don't necessarily they don't necessarily um filter because they're not normally being quote-unquote watched or observed or um you know their answers and, and questions aren't necessarily being documented whereas in a survey they are so they know that someone's going to read this and someone's going to take notes of it right whereas in a community they just be they could just be themselves and you can just observe in a more organic way so th that's effective market research is the search engines organic conversations and communities you can find so much information there if you have a healthy habit of doing that trust me you'll be well on your way to knowing exactly what to explain how to explain um, in terms of your business message that's step number one Step number two is knowing what to really look out for. So while you're doing those activities, here are some things to pay attention to. And it will be very similar to the, um, to the seven ingredients of, an, of a compelling and clear message that I put in the last um, episode. But the key answers you're looking for when you're doing this research are one, how are they describing themselves? Is there an identity attached to how they describe themselves? Obviously, two, what are the main problems and outcomes that they're looking for? 
very clear, very simple. We're always looking for that in their own language. And what really is that problem or outcome that's driving them forward? Um, which is around about the next question, which is what information can you find that helps them build uh, their desire for change? This is what we call internal leverage. What information, what, what pieces of data, what do they describe um, as, the, as the linchpin that really makes or breaks them? Like what is that piece of information? Um, what is that area of their life? What, what are they striving for? Like what is that thing that's building their desire for change? Very, very important. All right, next one. Are there ways uh, that your methods and modalities can be unique? So if you have a method and modality or what we call your vehicle, um, is that unique from what's out there? Is it different? How can you explain it in a way that makes it stand out? That's going to be really, really important, really key, um, because that's what people also look for is, okay, what, what methods and modalities are you using and why is that different from the things that I've tried before? Very important to explain. Next, what mistakes and misconceptions um, do your niche hold on to that make them stuck, that keep them stuck? What are the mistakes and misconceptions? Maybe the ones that are unconscious to them. That's going to be really, really important um, because that's a real key source of content. As soon as they start making mistakes and they don't know they're making them or they have misconceptions like beliefs and limiting beliefs that they don't know they have, gains huge levels of value when you're able to um, put that in your content and you know weave some content around it. It's really, really cool. Uh, what are the things that make you stand out? Not just your vehicle, but what are the things that make you stand out as the best option for them? Do you have unique experience? Do you have um, research under your belt? Do you have certain qualifications? Um, you know, do you have you been around this niche? more than anyone like what makes you stand out above all of the other people who are helping people with this problem and the last piece i have down here is what call to actions seem to work best all niches are different we know that all people are different in diff different stages of their life uh different levels of tech whatever it may be that they're comfortable with what calls to action on posts in communities on videos on Google, uh, web pages, which call to action seem to work best for your ideal niche? Really cool. You know, first time mums, um, they're not gonna res really respond to a call to action that says, um, you know, download this thing and it'll take 30 hours a week to complete or whatever. Like, they didn't have a lot of time. So they're not gonna read it, they're not, they're not gonna watch a course for 30 hours, you know? Um, but they they may have a quick checklist. They may need a quick checklist of how to look after their baby in the best way, right? So what calls to action? What really entices people with given their unique situations? Um, so what I've written here, they're the key questions, but whatever these answers are, I would track them. I would track them in an Excel spreadsheet and just review them on a consistent basis, um, which leads us into step number three, 
which is adjust and document. So from the answers that you find, um, you can make you can adjust and make small tweaks to things like your website, to social media accounts, to your content, to your events, you know, and how you explain and title your events. Um, I don't necessarily believe you need to change everything. So some people think changing your message is a huge thing, and you got to change everything on your website. And this is you got to explain. This is what I do now, and I don't think it needs to be a huge shift. I think when you adjust small um, amounts and you just test and tweak, you can do that very slowly. Like I've done this many times in the um, serving circle, for example, where I would put out an event, like a free event, and we just all you know, jump on a jump on a few calls and learn something in particular. And I've I've tested and tweaked many different kinds of messages. Um, I've I've done events, for example, on how to write effective um, personal messages, or how to create something um, as an offer, or how to heal certain um, internal wounds or money stories and all these different things. Um, I'm just testing and tweaking what works. I'm testing and tweaking a message of what seems to engage people. What is it? What is it they're after? And it's just tweaking the title and content of an event. I didn't change anything on my website. I didn't change anything on my tagline for my social media accounts. But I could if I wanted to and just make those small tweaks and just adjust and document which ones seem to be working and which ones seem not to be working. Right, just take it small. Take small steps at a time, and you'll be able to, I guess, really quickly start to see what's working and not working within your specific niche. Um, engage, like, just test their levels of engagement and responses, and then go back to your Excel spreadsheet and make the necessary adjustments that you think this one you hypothesize this one will be more effective than this one, and see what results you get, and then do it again and do it again, and just make small. T- tweaks with your content with your titles of your events um, all those different things and then if something really does seem to grab the audience and it's something that you love and something that you explain very well then you can start changing things like your website or your your tags on social media these sort of things um, and make this a real clear habit of just consistently doing this if you follow these steps time and time and time again month after month it'll get you will just get better and better and better and making sure that um, you're explaining things to your audience that make sense and you're engaging them in a way that they want to be engaged so engagement levels increase your call to actions will be more and more effective and of course that's going to lead to more clients more income more impact and that's what we're after so let me know what you think obviously jump into the serving circle if you want to engage a little bit more if you want to learn a little bit more and uh, reach out to me if you've got any particular questions regarding this. I know it's helped many people and said it was jam-packed with value when I put this as a post. So I thought I'd put it as a, a podcast episode to make sure that you're getting this information. So if any questions come about, shoot me a message on Facebook or just email me at uh, tyson at tysoncoaching.com. Just let me know. Happy to help out here. Hopefully these steps have um, got you a little bit inspired to just find those answers, test and tweak your message, and engage more people. Until next time, see you in the next episode. Take care. 
Thanks for listening to the Awaken Your Business podcast. If you're a heart-centered business owner, you know that selling, marketing, and business strategy can bring up a lot of fear, doubt, and scarcity. And this is why I created the community on Facebook called The Serving Circle. It's in here where you get to grow your business as a byproduct of asking the question, how may I serve? It's on our weekly Zoom collaborative calls where you get to serve by meeting like-minded people and organizing collaborations, service exchanges, and partnerships so together we can heighten consciousness through business success. So just search The Serving Circle in your Facebook groups and you'll see that you're just one heartfelt collaboration away from reaching your biggest business goal. Take care now.